welcome to Crudely Drawn Swords, an actual play podcast in which heroes punch dogs. <laughs> yes, we do. When I put it in those terms, it doesn't sound as heroic. With me are the Hawks. Need more be said. <laughs> and they are from left wing to right wing. <laughs> Ali? Hey, I'm the leftist. That's fair. That is fair. Mm, I am Ali and I'm a bleeding heart liberal. And I play Enigma. Gwyn, heading left of centre. Um, I'm Gwyn, and I play Percival Cleft, the Tory. <laughs> <laughs> Mag, slightly right of centre. <laughs> Based on what? I vote green. Uh, I'm Magnus, and I play Banbury Lutes. Stuart, a further right of centre. Um, I was going to say I'm Stuart, and I play Nigel Farage, and I'm a massive twat. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag politics. I also occasionally play Tristan T. Wilde, who is still a bit of a twat sometimes, but mostly just a super hunky bard. And over on the far right, it's me, Ben, your GM. Um, when last we saw our heroes, they had been in a massive punch-up with the Hunter of the Southern Ice, their recent antagonist, Death Arsene, and his pack of fearsome hunting hounds. During this fight, Percy successfully exorcised the ice demon from death in a way that slightly left a portal open to the plane of ice. Yeah. Everyone punched some angry dogs who had learnt to anticipate some of the attacks used against them. And some of them were made of jelly. I remember that because it really dragged on. Mm. <laughs> really, really dragged. <laughs> and... Banbury Lutes sat in a tree, reading his post and occasionally laying absolutely terrifying amounts of damage on whatever enemies he chose to assault at that time. He also managed to summon his good friend Trevor, the demon, who is now massive and hanging out with them. And so as we pick up, we are on the plane, the fight is over. Banbury has been elevated to a great height on Trevor's powerful arm, so he could actually see most of the way to the destination. I couldn't see anything because I was throwing up because I had some horrible travel sickness bug. Did a horrible recall? travel sickness that might have been partly caused by eating hallucinogenic cactus. That's part of travel. We're just putting it out there. Drugs don't work, kids. Drugs don't work. I mean, they were useful. And so the fight is over and here comes over. They're actually having a bit of trouble persuading the horses to come any closer because you've got a uh, hundreds of feet high giant fire demon hanging out with you. Mm. And, you know, Trevor's feet are bigger than any of the horses now. There's an absolutely massive figure reaching far into the sky. So... That's a little awkward for a while. Also, Trevor doesn't seem very interested in going anywhere. He's just hanging out and there's a lot of heat being given off. But after a while, Kia manages to coax her horse over a bit and she says, Very well done. What do you all want to do now? Shall we travel on? Do you need some time to heal your wounds? Nah, let's just go. Yeah. How long do we have yeah. until we need to get to Malahim? About six months. 
We've just got to delay it a little bit because, like, you know, he's not got the song perfect yet. Yeah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm working on it, shall we say. How long do you estimate it'll take us to, to get there, Kia? Three weeks at most. Ah, loads of time. We're not so far now, and the lands ahead of us will be a little easier to cross. We're entering the Dunhorse clan's lands. This should be friendly territory from now on. Okay. Well, yeah, let's take the opportunity to rest up for the night and ensure we're all in tip-top condition. Yes. And then press on tomorrow. <laughs> of course. Very good. And she rides off to Hoon, who's with the other horses, who are much more like... Her horse is pretty steady around the demon. The other horses, not so keen. They kind of sort them out while you get ready to make camp. Are you moving away from where there are sundry dead creatures and a frozen patch in the ground where you opened a door to the ice dimension? I thought that's where we're going to make dinner. Are you checking around that area? I figure we just have Trevor stand on them, burn them to a crisp, job done. Yeah, yeah. That should do the trick. Or pick them up, huzz them into space. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to get Trevor to skim them and see how far we can get them and we're going to each take bets. Nice. <laughs> that is good. That is a good way to spend the evening. Okay. I'm going to guess three miles. Yeah, I'm not going to spend the evening defiling bodies. Sucks to be you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to pick one off and hurl it at Percy. <laughs> Catch. They're really big. They're heavy for you, Tristan. I'm crazy strong. No, we've established you're crazy dexterous. Yeah, that's true. So Trevor does... As requested, start picking up these dog remains and then just throwing them. And, like, one of them vanishes into a cloud. Wow. It's going to rain jelly dog. <laughs> Can't we, like, put them on a funeral pyre and get them to burn them all off or something? We kind of it's are. Dog, dog's bodies. No, you would not. You're, apparently we're throwing them at clouds. <laughs> yeah, but there's like a, a... Think of it as a moving pyre. Sky burial. Yeah. When in the countryside, leave no trace... <laughs> I mean, this, Percy, burnt hair smells really bad and dogs have a lot of hair and these aren't really dogs, for clarification they're some kind of weird human dog hybrid monster thing So let's make sure that they're burnt to a crisp rather than just thrown somewhere where we can't see them I mean, it's too late for the first three but <laughs> Maybe <fine>. uh... <laughs> Trevor? Rush. Can you just pile the rest of them up right <laughs> next to all the Percy stuff? <laughs> <laughs> oh, of course Trevor Yes Where do babies come from? I... Nah I'm joking Trevor I know I know it's fine I have never had cause to burn any of those Oh I mean that's got dark Yeah you can be quiet for the next 20 <laughs> minutes Trevor You think about what you've done Trevor You think about what you've done You thinking? Yeah good boy Trevor very quietly starts scooping up Dead hounds and piles them up and then his arm extends into a blaze of white fire and incinerates them entirely. It's very hard to look at, but it's pretty effective. There's only fine grey ash remaining. Raining down on us. He hasn't burned the one in the cloud. Just a scatter of dog ash. Ben? Yes? Bambri can manipulate fire. Yes. And I've got a giant fire in front of me. Yes. Can Bambri try and manipulate Trevor so that he grows giant flaming butterfly wings. <laughs> Bambri can try and manipulate Trevor. Uh, actually, hang on, I need to check what your move was that summoned him. I think, probably, it makes more sense if he's more or less like the shape he is. 
fine. I just wanted to see if I could create a flaming Mothra to go and attack the uh, Ogre <laughs> Citadel. Oh, that would be difficult, though, because, like, I don't think it's good to have a moth to a flame. <laughs> He'd be attracted to himself. Yeah, he'd just be spinning around in circles. I mean, that would be distracting, so the rest of us can sneak in, play a stupid song, and then go home. Perfect. Done. Yeah, so I think... You can, yeah, you can try that. Banbury usually uses intelligence to uh, govern his uh, magic, doesn't he? Yep, so I rolled a 12, full success. Brilliant. So uh, what does this look like? What does... How tall is he right now? Oh, he's, he's a couple hundred feet tall. Okay, so a couple hundred sure. feet tall, big, flamey, scary monster, humanoid-esque. Yeah. And from his back starts curling out. Just like when a, a moth or a butterfly or anything like that pushes its way out of a cocoon, starts unraveling these big wings, and uh, you can kind of see a vague pattern on them, and they're big and fluttery and, and beautiful and lovely, and then I yell to him, fly Trevor, fly, and I would imagine that that doesn't work, and he's just got some ornate uh, wings, but we're going to try and see if we can launch a giant fire yeah. monster. No, that, that's rad. What happens is as the wings grow, Trevor shrinks, so the approximate volume of Trevor is r maintained roughly the same. That makes him more manageable size. Yeah, that's, that's all right. And he's still pretty big. When you instruct him to fly, he, like, bounces up and down. His feet don't leave the ground. He doesn't... It's not even a jump, really. He's just kind of bobbing. And then he stops and he looks at you. He says, sorry. That's right, Trevor, you tried. You can sit down now. Sit down next to Tristan's stuff. <laughs> <laughs> he sits down next to Tristan's stuff. So right, my stuff's right next to Banbury's stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but not close enough to set it on fire, fortunately for everyone. As he sits down, he starts shrinking and... After a little while, he is back to his only very, very big normal size. Which is still like 10, 11 foot tall, but maybe slightly shorter because he's got massive blazing wings. Yeah. Looks pretty cool though, and he's just sat there. He seems quite happy. Hoon and Kier come over. They've left the horses a distance away. They're carrying your camping gear. Kuhn says... He's very impressive, but I, I like it better this size. Huh. A little, a little tall. Yeah, no one asked you. Hey, Percy, how does exorcism work? Right, do you have something that needs exercising? Yeah. W what? Well, I mean... Okay, so hear me out before jumping in here, but, like, Tristan's got this ability to cure someone Whoa, 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 one. let me just jump in quickly and say something. Uh, <laughs> Look at Tristan's these got exercises. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to show my massive arms. Okay, so Tristan's got this ability to cure someone if he's nearby, and we're going to go to Malahim and we're going to sing this massive song, and we're going to release all this power from the land. And you can exercise, like, I don't know, non-planar things from, from the land, and you've got that sword in your belt. Mm -hmm. And depending on, on how exorcism works, maybe if you had enough power at your disposal, you could exercise that sword and blow it up. Doesn't that just send the power back where it came well, from? I don't know. That's mm -hmm. why I'm asking what exorcism does. Like, it might be that, it, that Percy's just dissipated all that power and it's spent and wasted, or it might be that he's just sent all that power back to the voice of cold or whatever Hector's calling himself. Uh, yeah, I... 
I mean, exorcism is an art rather than a science. Uh, and I, I suppose the, the mechanics of it are probably derived from whichever faith you happen to be preaching the name of. So is a, a secret for that particular deity to to know and to to lend to the, their practitioner? Um, my understanding of it, of it is... That where is the where there is some kind of extra planar influence of some sort, or something that wouldn't fit within our natural cycle, then we can attempt to banish that and return it from whence it came. Um, now, trying to banish the power that's within that sword, I, I don't know. I guess we would have to be satisfied that it is extra planar. I mean, it definitely is. She's. She's from the plains of... Uh, Trevor, you're from the plane of fire, right? Yes. And the voice of the flame eternal, that's like the voice of the plane of fire. So have you heard of Ullenbriar and the voice of cold? A little above my pay grade. Okay. It is a similar thing, different plane, as okay. far as I know. Cool. There we go. So Percy, she's from a different plane. She's just trapped in this plane and she's put part of her power into that sword. Now we've been on the run for so long and we've come up with nothing how to destroy that sword we're about to unleash a huge amount of power like power that covers like from the coast to the coast all of this land thousands of people are being affected by this power and we're about to unleash it so why not turn that inwards and turn it through you through exorcism and utilize it we're not going to have another chance like this um, I mean I it doesn't feel to me like it would immediately be successful I but then my understanding of this sword is that it's it, it was a tool created by her. I mean, in the same way that I wouldn't... Ex if um, if Trevor cast a spell on something, I wouldn't expect to be able to exercise the effects of that spell uh, or however they might manifest from the thing that he casts it on. But if we can explore some way as to whether there's been any previous examples of it, or perhaps I can try and commune and... Finance more information on it. I'd be reluctant to do it just blind, but if we can, if there's something that suggests that it might be possible, then I would be. We're not going to get any information. The only information we can possibly get at this stage is from your goddess. Yes. Everyone else is like, unless there's a book randomly like sat in in the halls of wherever we're going in Malahim, saying, "Oh, this this is how you do this." We're, we're going on instinct. My instinct reckons that having seen you done this once. I think you could do this on a bigger level if you had enough power at your disposal and we're about to have that power. I think you should try and do this, even if we go in blind. That, that's very, very kind and noble of you, uh, uh, Banbury. Um, but when you say that all that we could do is commune with my goddess, then yes, I, I agree that that probably is all we can do. And that's kind of what I was thinking. I can commune with my goddess and ask her questions. Well, that's, that's all I wanted to put out there. Unless uh, Enigma wants to chat to Daddy Ghost Pig and get some truffle recipes. He only knows how to find them. He doesn't know how to cook them. You can't yeah, slice well. things up with, like, trotters. Okay. What? I just... I I thought we should mention the pig again. It's not been mentioned in a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We've done that. Yeah. He's there. He exists. We care. He might be bristling. Daddy Ghost Pig definitely is there. You probably feel... Its presence, Banbury. Your magical senses are always slightly tingling when it when you're in the area of Enigma. I always fancy pork scratchings, and I can't tell why. And then I remember, <laughs> I think, oh yeah, Enigma's 
dead dad who's now a pig. It's a bit like when you've had frazzles like the week before and you still keep tasting frazzles. <laughs> the ghost of frazzles. <laughs> yeah. Daddy frazzle Daddy ghost. Frazzle pig. Well, that's what he also smells like because he's also next to that fire dude. So, you know, frazzles. I don't, I don't think you can cook a ghost. Have you tried? You know what we should do? <laughs> All right, okay, so we're going to split the party into two groups. The sensible part of the party, Percy, is going to commune with his goddess whilst we're resting and find out what we can do. The rest of us are going to try and cook Enigma's dead dad, who is now a pig ghost. (laughs) That sounds fine. Tristan, you were pissing when all this was being discussed, so you can pick. Yeah, me and Enigma or Percy? Who who did you want to join in? What are you going to be doing, Percy? Well, I was just going to come on to that. I'm I'm going to be communing with a, a... Uh, with my goddess, but uh, t- tag along if you want. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll help Percy. You'll I've, okay. I've yeah. met a, I'm one of the few people that's actually met a Coney and had a good chat with her, so... Oh, no, I suppose Percy has as well. Are you going to try and chat her up? We got along quite well, I'll have you know. She's not dead yet, though. No. I'm not sure technically she's alive, either. Like, not in the sense that we're alive. Ah. Right, me and Enigma are going to go to the side now and do something stupid. You go and do something, you know... Productive? You wanted to say boring, didn't you? Because I was thinking that, but it's no, no, it's cool. <laughs> I'll be sensible. Okay. I assume, Tristan, you're adding a plus one to that to make yeah. sure that Gwyn's roll of a seven isn't a seven. Before I start that, then remind me of some of the details because we've had a big fight in between finding out some uh, information. Um, right. So the, the sword that we've got, um, you say, needs to be destroyed and. That comes from information that you found out when you were going on your little uh, exploratory venture just before we had that fight, right? I mean, I'm going to be honest, I was tripping massive balls at the time, so I don't fully remember what she said. I'm going on instinct that we should destroy that. So the setting we've got at the moment is Hector, your old pal who was researching the bloodlines. Yeah. He is the bloodline of ice and he is the voice of ice or the heart of ice or some bullshit that... I can't remember the name of. Mm-hmm. He is in charge of those armies. He is leading this big power, and he is utilizing uh, Ullenbriar and using her as a battery. Now, it, like Hector's doing stuff that Ullenbriar doesn't care about. Ullenbriar is just this big elemental. She wants to cover the world in ice. Doesn't sound great, but I don't think she could. I think she'd just be like a normal season, like the same way summer would want to make everything hot and stuff grow. She wants to make everything cold and. I don't know. So she's just a, a massive icy Trevor. Yeah, basically. Okay. Um, but more powerful. Like Trevor's just like a mid-ranking flame, aren't you, Trevor? Yes. No. Honestly. Yeah. There we go. Trevor's a pleb. It's all right, Trevor. Office admin. Yeah. I do a lot of sweeping. Oh, he makes yeah. the tea. Trevor, do you have cities where you're from? More vast, endless incandescence, really. What do you sweep then? Ash. <laughs> I don't even know why they make me do it. I'm sweeping some of the flames into other... Fl- oh, now you now you put it in those terms. What a waste of time. So Trevor's pretty well kind of like showing the example that I don't really think Ullenbriar independently is a threat. The problem we've got at the moment is Hector is a threat and he's attacking all of our lands like Falmus is under siege. If we destroy that sword, maybe that power just dissipates. Maybe that power goes back to Ulumbria and she can fight Hector, who's not doing what she wants. So you've spoken to Ulumbria and she said... She was batshit crazy, if I'm honest. She was being pulled in loads of different directions. She 
she is a bird, so maybe the bird that they're talking about in all of these folk tales that was caught by uh, the Cloud of Teeth. Oh, no, she's a bird. Know, the big hunter. Do you remember the folk tale we were told? Yeah, but I mean, is she like physically? Yeah, or a bit is of her physically is a bird. A Some of oh, her cool. is a bit kind of a nice kind of thing. She's lots of different things. So is she unhappy with what Hector is doing with her power, or is she glad that it, she's sort of being spread wider? If you see Neither. She she's not happy, she's not sad, but Hector isn't doing what she wants. Like Hector isn't What does she want? She wants to cover the entire world in ice. Which I know sounds like she's ultimately the bad guy. And I get Well that. no, it sounds like that's exactly what Hector's doing. Yeah. No, he's not. He's trying to empower like he's using her power and an army of ice to 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 gain he's trying to be a king. He's trying to conquer the lands and maybe he's trying to turn it to ice, but she doesn't think he's doing what she wants. So I think she's more keyed in when we are. I think he's just doing a power grab. Like, Percy, you studied with him. Like, what was he... You said he wanted to weaponize this. What was his end goal? I mean, I, I never got the impression that it was personal, like, power and empire building. Um, I mean, you, you tend to find yourself within the church because you're quite an idealistic person. Um, and my, my sense was that uh, through his learnings then he was following some sort of ideology that was perhaps other than um, a Coney or was seated in deeper history. It wasn't that it was a vehicle to creating some kind of sovereignty that he could then wield armies and be the top dog, if you like. But maybe he went down there and he saw what was happening and he... Power corrupts. Maybe he kind of rose to the top there and then thought, well, you know, I'm top dog here. I could be maybe 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 dog. i mean we I, I, I didn't feel as if that was particularly his aim do we know what he's doing when he's conquering the villages and the towns and the cities is he ransacking the place and killing everyone or is he trying to leave some kind of order after he moves on i don't know saffron was obviously back in the main city her sister oldest sister is out on the front i think somewhere like leading an army was was behind the enemy lines kind of attacking them so if we could contact her, maybe we could find out, but we don't have any way of contacting her. We could ask Enigma to send Daddy Ghost Pig to one of her sisters, see if it works. Yes, Enigma, for the sake yeah, for the sake of argument, <laughs> let's assume we've spent the last hour telling you we know who you are, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Hypothetically, we could try and see if her Daddy Ghost Pig is her daddy and goes and speaks to one of his other daughters. The pig can't speak, can it? Enigma, yeah. does that pig speak to you? Yep, I have a chat with pigs. Okay, right, so <laughs> why don't you just straight away ask him, is he your dad in some weird ethereal pig form? It's bold. Unless that's too, I mean, it's, it's bold, been a few it's months. Rash. It's rasher. It has been a while, yeah. I mean, you should be over watching the death of your father when he shattered into a million pieces. Oh, I'm over it. I'm overseeing him dead. Is anyone else? Everyone else is overseeing him die? So we're, we're all over it. Fine. I mean, he was the king, so it still doesn't feel great, but... I mean, I I actually quite like the patriarchy and the, the king and the royal family. What? <laughs> I mean, he, he did I mean, work. you wouldn't care, Enigma, because you're, you're not part of the yeah. royal family. I cared about the fact that the patriarchy is over! Well, there we go. It's not over, I mean... I mean... Yeah, I noticed. If, your if he is your dad and he's stood here next to you, 
and we're all joking about how great it is that he's dead, and you're saying how good it is that he's no longer in charge. Ooh. I don't think he's going to speak to you. I think when you say, hi, you my dad, he'll be like, you're no daughter of mine. I told you I was no daughter of his. I'll just have a chat to the pig. Okay. Let's just yeah, chat, just to, chat the to the pig. Yeah, while you're doing that, Bambi, can you sense to see if the magical energy has changed, like if the pig is getting annoyed or if he's beyond such mortal problems now? I, I don't think the, the subtleties of magic... We'll just get it from... Contextual right. clues from Enigma's response. She's <laughs> never going to tell us the truth. <laughs> there probably isn't a daddy ghost pig. How dare you? <laughs> it's it, It's been my constant companion for 20 years now, this pig. <laughs> wait, wait. So he... It's been following me around. It's it's advised me at every, one, at every turn of my life. It's been part of my parkouring. That's how you can jump so high, because you're jumping off the pig. Yeah, also, pigs are really good at skateboards, so I learned Enigma, that. Enigma, are you telling me that this pig is your dad because it raised you and it isn't actually the embodiment of your dead blood relative father? Because you've confused the hell out of me here. Has this pig been with you for 20 years? Maybe. Because that kind of... I'm just going to have a chat to the yeah, pig. just chat to the pig and stop talking shit to us. Give us one straight answer for once, Enigma. I feel like she's actually just given us a straight answer and you're giving her a way out now. Enigma, so how do you talk to the pig? What do you do? I'm just going to kind of sidestep into a different reality. I don't know if that works. I'm going to try. Okay, so you step behind a tree. Ah. Oh. There there are no trees, so to the rest of you, it looks like Enigma has just stepped through a slice of air. That was pretty good. Into nothing. And you find yourself back in the forest. Oh, this is nice here. And the boar is there, absolutely solid. Sup? Jasmine. Why are you such a jerk, Jasmine? <laughs> Why are you such jerky? <laughs> <laughs> the ball makes a sound that might be laughing. It's hard to tell, like, how often do you actually hear a ball laugh? But it definitely makes a sound that seems amused. And it says, Jasmine, you're in distant lands and dangerous places, but you can always come here. You can always talk with me. Thank you. Um, did you did you hear what we were just discussing now? Do you know anything about the whole ice thing and Ullumbriar and all those guys? Of course. Why would I not? A valid point. We are the last to remember the old path of the Valley people. Over years and over centuries, we gave parts of ourselves into the sacred beasts of the valleys. And this is why I can be here now. I am many generations of the Lagorge family, but also why we're confined here, beyond the Black Gate, in the realm of Mother Death. Okay. Uh, yeah, you've not mentioned that before. I assumed you would remember from your first travel here. Kinda. It was fortunate that you were already carrying the boar when I was killed, Jasmine. So I was able to return to it. I was preserved more completely than many generations. I have so many fragments of memories, but my own are stronger than many others. The boar has not walked the land of the living for so long, not since it was slain in the hunt. In the hunt? In the hunt, where its blood stained the plains. That one. The... Um, I feel like when I was little, I didn't 100% listen to the things you were saying. 
And maybe... Really? Well, I there were other things going on. I mean, you know, there's all that, yeah, sacred boar, blood on the land, giant hunts. But at the same time, you know, there was walls to climb. You are very good at climbing walls, Jasmine. Yep. And very bad at listening. I am great. But many of these tales we only knew fragments of. The boar sigil and the marks on our banners, they were barely more than a vague remembrance. If the boar had not joined you on your return, so much more could have been lost. But now I can walk beside you and keep watch. And even if I can barely intervene, I still feel that there is value in that. In which case, what should we do with this sword? The fragment of the goddess. Yeah. Do we destroy it? Do we exercise it? I do not know the future, Jasmine. I have no gift of prophecy. That is not what mm. the boar was or what I was. Has it brought danger to you? It seems to me that it has. Things are following us. So if nothing else, if you could destroy it, they would not be able to follow you as easily. But we were drawing them away. Hmm. From our lands. You are. I hear things aren't going well back there. Do you get much of a message from there? I have a connection to you, and it is with you that I am able to travel. I do not have the wings of the falcon or swift way to reach other members of our family, I fear. Until things change, uh, the boar must travel with you. Okay. But anyway, I don't know if you've been listening in, but the news is that things aren't going so great back home. There's uh, all sorts of armies and, and the ice people and just, you know, we've got this sword and do you know much about it that I didn't listen to before? The boar was there when it was taken. That was how the predators broke the barriers of the divine realm and drew the divine creatures from it. They created a trap so they could hunt the gods, and stealing that sword was part of it. Hmm. So I bear no goodwill to that sword. I would see it destroyed, but I do not know if that is the right path. Either side of that decision is dangerous. You're on a knife edge. I cannot say which is the correct way to fall, or whether there is a way to remain along it. Okay. Well, it's been nice to see you again. I'm going to pat him on the head like you, yeah. like you would with a spectral pig. He, like, scratches his bristly head against you and says, It is always a pleasure to talk, Jasmine. And then you step out between the trees, back onto the plane. All right. So Enigma kind of appears from behind nothing. And the, the passage of time, it, it, is that consistent with how long she just spent having that conversation, or is it just like a blink of an eye to us? It probably is consistent, I would say. I assume Tristan's naked, as that's the standard. I was just about to say, <laughs> when Enigma turns out, Tristan is naked doing push-ups, Bambri's got a skipping rope, and Percy's kind of like <laughs> kissing his guns, and we're all just naked, and we're like, oh, oh um... Hey, so we're just going to all get dressed. <laughs> uh, Where did you just go, Enigma? I just, you know, just went for a... Went to find some stuff out, you know. No, I don't. Where, where did you go? I had a chat with the pig. Daddy ghost pig. You always just step into some other reality. Not really tried it all that often. Like when we've been in danger and stuff. Do you not think it'd be quite useful 
I was busy getting us out of danger. Right, okay. Right. Can you take one of us with you? Can we all go there? Oh, uh, I want you to try and go into the other place while you hold one of our hands. Let's see what happens. You might need to put some trousers on. Oh, it'd be really embarrassing. I've just said goodbye. You know when you yeah, say goodbye to someone fair. and you pop back in to get your bag or something? It's just going to be weird. I can't do that. And you just have to kind of awkwardly try not to make eye contact as you walk along next to each other. Yeah, that's fair. And then, like, if I did just go in and be like, hey, and then if you did come in, what are you going to say? You're going to, like, fanboy him, aren't you? You're going to be like, oh, my God, Daddy Ghost Pig, you're so cool. You taste the frazzles. I mean, we, we've known him for, like, two years now, you know. We've known of him. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. Maybe next time. Is he your dad? Oh, he's certainly a pig. <laughs> did he say we should destroy the sword? No. Did he say we shouldn't destroy the sword? No. Excellent. Enigma, uh, would you like to just give, give us whatever debrief your mind thinks is a realistically fair amount of information to give yeah. us? And we'll stop asking questions because we're not going to get any answers. <laughs> whatever your version of the truth is. I gave you answers. Very brief ones. Look, you tell us what just happened and what information you're bringing to the table. Important information uh, regarding the destruction or non-destruction of the sword. He doesn't know. Okay. But he doesn't like the sword. A uh, sword, uh, I don't know if we knew this, Steph was paying attention, uh, was part of the, uh, you know, dividing of the worlds and how all the nasties came through. Nope, that's news to us. Came through from where? Came through from where? From, from next door. What do what? we consider nasty? Is that the same thing as the um, the creature that we fought? That came from the stars? In the some consumer, way, consumer! My version of Daddy Ghost Pig that I wasn't allowed to keep. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Captain Magical God Paladin. And You've never tried to call back and chat to your consumer. Wasn't allowed to. The one power I could have had was not allowed. It, Enigma, did he, did he clarify what baddies? I mean, that's such an open term. I assume he meant things like Ulumbria uh, and things like but that coming the through. The Fae were here before the gods. Ah, uh, maybe I didn't listen properly. For Ali, what he said... <laughs> <Yep>. Listen in, guys. <laughs> we're going to need to remember this. What he said was that the sword was the way that the Fae broke open the divine realm so they could hunt the sacred beasts. Ah, oh, broke open. They were going the other way. Yeah, so they pulled the gods from their realm to hunt them. Right, they pulled the gods. Cool. Right, okay. I was on, I was thinking it was the other way around. Yeah, what, what you just said. Whoa, <laughs> that's so cool. You pulled the gods, gods from the divine realm just so they could hunt them. So the Fae were here and they pulled all the Still gods. Are. Yeah, that's true. And the beasts, were they all beasts? Given from the stories that we've heard, were they all in various... Well, maybe they were represented like that. Yeah. But the thing, the thing about gods, they're all sorts of things. Okay. It's kind of interesting. And it'd be a bit crap if they came through as rocks and they were hunting rocks. <laughs> and so we just... Olenbrya is just an element who was trying to become a demigod because her people were calling out for her to save the, them from the Fae. Like every single angle, every single individual we talk to, be it a god, a Fae, an elemental, is going to have their own version of this tale in a weird, different bunch of symbols and analogies, I don't think we're going to get a clear-cut answer. I think we're just going to have to make decisions. Yeah, but it's not as simple as that, is it? Because we could make the wrong decision. It could have such massive ramifications that we basically end the... Or we could make the right decision. We've got a 50-50. Destroy the sword, and it's either going to end the war in our favour or end the war 
in Hector's favour. But Tristan, at least then we'll have done something. For the last six months, all we've done is run away, while our people have been under attack and our homes have been destroyed. Yeah, but that's what we're getting now. We thought we were doing the right thing and getting the Sword of Power away. If they were looking for the sword, they obviously want the sword. We don't know if they want to destroy it and get the power or use it. Admittedly, all it seems to be able to do is turn water into ice or suck ice up. So I wonder what they were going to do with it. If they, I mean, if this was part of a plan to crack open the Divine Realm and start pulling gods through so that they can Ooh, be shit, hunted, yeah. then you might imagine that getting hold of that tool to do something similar to that might yeah, be an objective. I, I can't imagine why you would want it other than just status. Other than that, if that was its big thing... What if he wants to use it to kill the gods? It may be used to kill gods. It may be you. It may be that he wants to crack open the divine realm for some other reason and either infiltrate it or do something. Do something else. So I guess we, we we don't know. Or maybe he wants to reverse engineer it to seal something up. Uh, I mean, we, we don't know. The core bit we've just got from Daddy Ghost Big is that this is to do with the gods, and the gods are going to have more understanding. So you're going to speak to your goddess anyway. I am. Yes. So we should get a much more concrete, firm, informed answer from your goddess. Oh, uh, before that, you should ask me if Daddy Ghost Pig can talk to the other princesses. Oh, can he? Good question. <laughs> Pigs might fly. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Other other princesses? Oh, uh... oh, Bambri, yes. That was just an opportunity for a pun. She admitted. She admitted via a pun. Uh, yes. She's a princess. It's taken three years. <laughs> well yeah. spotted, Barbara. I didn't. I was a princess. Why do you treat me so I didn't bad? even see or hear that. <laughs> so, what was the answer? Can you talk to your princess sisters or not? I, I just wanted to say pigs might fly. Yeah, I know, but you. you, you, you... It turns out they can't. Pigs can't fly. Oh. Definitive answer. Pigs can't fly. Oh, well. All we need to bait the rest of like the background out from her is just the opportunity for a pun. <laughs> like, I mean, this is how she, we I can't lie. That is my Achilles heel. Oh my god, <laughs> Jasmine can only pun truths. <laughs> <laughs> she can never pun a lie. We need to find a good good truth pun. That's a good witch's curse. <laughs> yes. She likes big puns and she cannot lie. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I mean. I think the downside it outweighs the potential benefits for destroying the sword. We we don't know. Let's just let uh, let's just let Percy do his thing. Let's let Percy do his thing, and then we'll have some answers. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. Do you think Percy? Um, uh, yeah. I'm willing to get more information. I'm inclined to agree with Tristan. I don't see the immediate upside of trashing it at the moment, but I, I'll I'd be happy to get more information on it. Also, I mean, yes, Bambri. Yeah. As much as you're like, oh, we're just four people and we've argued, no, don't be so stupid. As you've just said, we've conversed with demigods, we've run away from Fae, we've fought major wars and won them. I don't know what we could have done back at home that would have helped sway it. But if we're facing being... an army, we could still... Be, we we can all die. We've seen that with um, Jasmine when we brought back this crazy Enigma character. So we but... could all just be dead back home. So I don't think you should keep saying that we're wasting our time we're not doing good this as we say this could still bring these guys to help in the war effort we still need numbers we still need like men and women to fight physically fight and i and said just weeks ago or days ago depending on how this is uh, working <laughs> out, that we could unite all these lands and then drag them back i even said to percy maybe they're all following the same gods and we can well that's it unite we could them get... place of that 
the, the core thing is we're about to have a huge amount of energy. You, through song, are about to release a huge amount of energy and we can use that energy. We can use that power. To become benevolent dictators. We can use that for something we want to do. So we haven't wasted our time here then. That's my point, is that you've got to accept that we've we've made a decision and it might actually be the right one. Yeah, sure. I... Yeah, let's wait and find out. This The whole point is moot if the god says, please destroy the sword. Also, yeah. why didn't you think of us doing this earlier? So, Percy, hmm. what are you doing? So we were going to split off into two groups, weren't we, as we do these I mean, I think... This is important enough that we basically work together. Let's not dick around. Let's try and get a straight answer. Let's all put our powers in. Let's actually work as a... <laughs> we're just going to chat here for six months. Act- oh, no, we're late. Yeah, let's work as a team. Let's form a circle. Let's strip down. Let's take some peyote and just get this conversation done. Wait, what? <laughs> I mean, the three of us are already naked. Enigma, I appreciate you might not want to get naked, but it's kind of the group thing right now. So it's up to you. Coon here. Are you in on this, or...? Coon's already naked. Wait, which is the dude? Oh, oh, Banbury, you're talking to me now, are you? Ah! I mean, I don't like you, but I'm going to talk to you. But please, Coon, please ignore him. He's rude to everyone. We like uh, you. He is such a shitbag. He is a shitbag! <laughs> but it's fine. It's fine. I just don't like you very much. You gave it all the, I'm, I'm unkillable, I'm the best, and then when the fight came, if, you ran away. You just left us. If your horses had been killed by that pack, you'd be walking. And then there'd be a good chance of dying. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. It's like the man at the the, the front when uh, all the fighting's going on. They're like, oh, I'm going to look after the larder. We want our food. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be fine if you hadn't given it all this. Starvation is a danger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Starvation is a serious danger. Yeah. I know your type. It's fine. Whatever. I thought the larder was on the horses. If you lost the larder, you would also be very angry. You'd be yeah, grumpy, yeah, yeah. you'd get overtired. I've travelled with you for a few days. I've seen your ways. You're both making good points. You're both equally right and wrong. Let's put all this aside. <laughs> Let's strip down and get this ritual done. Well, <laughs> we're, I'm not going to be doing the ritual until dawn um, because I need to memorise a different spell to be able to do it. So I will spend the time before that preparing a little uh, ritual site or something like that, I guess. And we will what? we'll have an evening of uh, merriment. I was going to say merriment. Arguing. merriment. Angry arguing. arguing. Fight club. Percy. <laughs> yes, Tristan. What do you need us to do to ensure this thing goes smoothly? In, in all honesty, it's it's more sort of down to me, I suppose. I, I guess I might value some of your counsel in what we're the question that we're asking. Um, so, what I will be doing is. Attempting to ask a Coney to answer my prayers uh, with a moment of understanding. So forming those prayers to help guide that moment of understanding would be useful. Uh, I mean, we've got plenty of time. I could also do some divination on the sword itself, but I might have done that in the past already. Can you sit down and have an open and honest conversation with a Coney? Do you know? Have you done this before? I've done it before, yeah. Um, so last time it came as a, a vision, I suppose, um, which told a little story. And the other thing that I could do is uh, attempt a divination of a person, place, or a thing that uh, I'd like to learn about. I mean, I can do one of these per day. So if we want to make camp for a little while, then I can do it over a series of days for, of different things, I guess. We've got... I'm dying in six months and we're three weeks away, so we got loads of time. Okay. <laughs> but we also don't know what dangers. We are currently safe. I'm at, I actually 
would genuinely suggest we could camp here for a week, get our strength back, and think where we're going in relative safety. We don't know how many ogres we're going to face at the Ogre Citadel or any kind of... I mean, I think we've got quite a lot of travel time, so conceivably we, we could do this whilst we're making camp in the evenings. Okay, let's hope we don't get attacked when we're one week away. Coons like, it will get safer as we travel. As Once we join the clan, our own warriors will be guarding the perimeter. So you, you guys only live three weeks away from the Ogre Citadel? Not always. Sometimes more. Yeah, okay. That's fair. It's as though we cross a trail that they move along. We are not straight And three weeks to is quite Can you actually a long way. give us any more information about what is at and what is the Ogre Citadel? We haven't thought to ask this yet. <laughs> I think we have. No, no, we haven't. I've talked to you most of what I know. It is a hilltop with a ramshackle city full of ogres, which we seldom visit because it's full of ogres. How many ogres? Oh. Eight. Well, I'm going to lift up my fingers. Tell me when to stop. Well, there's more than ten. Oh. Get your toes out. Yes, perhaps that many fingers. Eleven? In hundreds or thousands. It's yeah. very many. And they're always aggressive. They're not... You, you can't converse with them. You can't try and reason with them. They are aggressive enough that it has not been productive to keep trying. Let me put it that way. Have you ever made any progress? The times when people have tried, they have been unsuccessful. They're not like wild beasts that will sometimes be more tame or less harmless. They are always hostile. Can you speak their language, though? Because Percy can speak in any tongue. I do not know they have a language. Yeah, well, there we go. Perhaps. Hold on. We've been on the ground for quite a long time now. Why aren't we turning into ogres? We've been moving, Tristan. I feel like we've been on this land for long enough for you to understand the mechanics of this. I, I thought that it was stuff that touched the ground, so the horses don't get turned into ogres. It has nothing to do with touching the ground. It's only if you stay in one place for a long time. Okay, cool. Good point. Tristan, when you cure this and all the land calls out to you as a hero, don't let them realise how ignorant you are to their plight and how it affects them, because it will really undersell your heroic. All I care about is saving their lives. I don't need their life story. You know, I just want the reward right, yep. for saving their lands. Skip, 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 and all the narrative. Get the XP. Leg it. Got yeah. it. I'm going to assume I'm going to become the Ogre King or the Goblin King. He says, as we travel, we live by the Connock, which is a calendar. As long as you live by the calendar, you will not stay in one place long okay. enough for them to harm you. So the riding people camp, but we do not camp for more than seven days. I lived near a raccoon once. Irrelevant. Real, real friendly little bugger. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so, Percy, these guys can't chat to them. You can chat to the ogres, so we'll make Tristan invisible. He'll feed you the best chat lines. You'll get in there with flirting got with the ogres. i a feeling that I might have tried to chat to one once before. Yeah, we broke down into an arm wrestle, remember? Yeah, that time yeah. when you were, you spent an entire year trying to throw a yeah. net over someone. Yeah. Coon says, there is someone who lives at the foot of the citadel. What, a human? Yes, as far as we know. Very reticent to deal with us, or to deal with anyone. The ogres haven't killed this human? No. He seems to be extremely good at keeping out of sight. How would you have brought this up so late in the day? This is perhaps the first time I've thought about how you might get into the citadel seriously. No, no, no. No, no. It's fine. We understand. 
you know, uh, all of us are as bright as each other. In fairness, we haven't really asked. He's making it up. The invisible man that lives at the bottom of a hill. Do you have dealings with this man? And who is he and where did he come from? And what's his name? He doesn't speak with us. If he sees us, he runs and then vanishes among the rocks. Does he sell sausages? He does not sell <laughs> sausages as oh, far okay. as we know. If he does, he is the worst at marketing because he oh. runs away and hides any time he sees anyone near. Definitely not the sausage seller we know then. Perhaps he cannot distinguish between us and ogres. I don't know. I, this is speculation. Ah, oh, if it was Rob Sausage, he's making sausages entirely out of orcs. Mm. That's why they taste so good. He's as bad at marketing as a podcast that's only make t-shirts of non-existent characters. <laughs> no one is that bad at marketing. <laughs> so you have that suggestion. I kind of want to move on to uh, these events just so we see where this carries on to. So we don't have an hour and five minutes of us chatting again <laughs> yeah yeah sometimes you just got to open the door so percy you're going to spend some of the evening preparing a space i am yes and then the next day at dawn when i've had a chance to reassign my spells then i will cast revelation right okay um so that means that Akoni will answer my prayers with a moment of perfect understanding GM will shed light on the current situation when acting on the information you take plus one forward. That's not being point of it. And is that a spell? That's a spell. That's a fifth level spell. Yep. Cool. So I am going to pray to a Coney seeking understanding of the the nature of the sword and specifically what it means to the seven um, and how they feel about it, how it fits into the natural order of things trying to get towards yep. the question of whether or not um, we should destroy it. I am also sort of conscious in my mind, as I guess this is all happening fairly sort of internally, that Bram, we just tend to, off, uh, to work on instinct, but also he is from the lineage of fire, and he's just found out lots of information on there, that. And so he might have some skin in that game, and wanting to destroy <laughs> powerful artefacts of the opposing element might be something that he wants to do himself as well. So I will be quietly thinking that to myself in case it's a sort of the the gods get to explore my psyche sort of thing. As dawn approaches, heavy clouds come rolling over. The horizon flickers with lightning. And you hear the deep booming of thunder rolling across the plain. far right i probably because i was off taking a dump while these guys all logged in that's so, not what we that is not the <laughs> level of our podcast benjamin no it's not I, it's okay. I, get cut, I get to cut that shit you <laughs> did cut that shit that's why you're 20 minutes late to this podcast <laughs> oh no you you made more funny. That, was it less that's fiber. staying in now damn it <laughs> you gotta you gotta log out immediately after logging in that's my decision oh, so 
I do not like toilet humour. For the record, dear listener, I am absolutely against this. It's completely bog standard. You want to log in. It's beautiful. My camera is not showing the person that's talking. It's just showing whoever I've clicked on. Is there a way to change that? I don't know. Probably. That little green thing there, dude. Stuart's so mysterious this evening. (laughs) Screen shares, too. Yeah, he is quite mysterious. Gwyn just got a pancake. Mm-hmm. He opened yeah, it really his... noisily, so Lucy will kill him later. <laughs> his pank is really aching. Some pretty yeah, I've clicked on Gwyn, so I'm just watching him eat the pancake, <laughs> eat the pancake. he's talking <laughs> or not. We should broadcast that. Gwyn eats a pancake. Mm. How is it, Gwyn? Oh, that's a good idea, actually. It's good, it's not crunchy, so I thought I'd gain brownie points for that. Yeah, just just keep them flappy snacks coming. Mm. Flappy snacks. Um, I think I worked for them. <laughs> <laughs> Flappy snacks. Heck of an employer. We could contact Ellen Breyer and say, enemy of my enemy is my friend's type I, I, deal. I've, I've done that. I've had a chat with her. I had a lovely sit-down chat when I was tripping balls. Is that the next episode? The episode we're going to hear last week? <laughs> yeah, that's, yes. uh, that's what's getting released tonight, Stuart. Okay. Perfect. Uh, cool. Okay, perfect chat. Um, so, can we? Should we pause recording until we've uh, listened to that? Then we don't need to have this conversation. Yeah. Okay. In fact, um, Ben, if you could just tell us how the plot um, pans out or how you think it will pan out, we'll yeah, just skip I, the rest of the um, roleplay. Sure, sure, should we just uh, take our let's take talk. our XP now? So we we beat Alan Briar, we beat Hector. So that's two notable enemies beaten. So. <laughs> yep. Um, I'd like to beat Ambiforex as well, if possible. He definitely did. I don't know if you're dissembling, but for clarity, definitely 100% can speak. Good, that was Ali not remembering, I'm pretty <laughs> sure. Try that again. I'm pretty sure I had a chat with Pig. Enigma, does that pig speak to you? If you leave the mic for a second, you tell us what just happened and what information you're bringing to the table. In song. I'm going to grab the mic and start singing into it. I was it. talking to my daddy pig. Oh. And I, I don't, I can't, Aww. I can't improv songs. Sorry, guys. That's uh, <laughs> going really well. Um, Daddy goes pig. I do, 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 do. Once we join the clan, there will be uh, our Wait. own warriors will be guarding the perimeter, the perimeter, and also <clears throat> the perimeter. Mm. It's, it's where they wear big dresses around the edge. It's the lead horse. The lead horse is a limo. Mm. Path of the Valley people. Wait, Boyle? 